The What's This Full House Edition podcast is part of the What's This Edition podcast network, where you can check out other great shows like the What's This Disney Edition podcast, where Amy and Savannah go really deep into the Walt Disney collection from start to finish. So check out those other great shows on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and other really great platforms. Thank you so much for listening. I am on a mission of sorts to go through every Full House episode in order and break it all down to give you the full feel of what Full House is all about. From character analysis to even a psychological breakdown, I am determined to get through all eight seasons of this phenomenal show. As always, I am your host, Amy, and thanks for joining me and becoming a part of my Full House family. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the What's This Full House Edition podcast. I thank you for tuning in today as we go over season one, episode 11, the big 3 0. So this one aired on December the 11th, 1987. I was actually surprised it wasn't a holiday episode, but we kind of already had a holiday episode because we did just do the Miracle Thanksgiving. So maybe they didn't want to overdo it with the holiday episodes, but that's okay. So this one was directed by Howard Storm, which we've seen before. We've seen him before. This one was written by two new guys that we have not seen or heard of before, Bob Perlow and Gene Bronstein. Bronstein. So those are two guys that are new to us to this episode, and it's produced by Lenny Rips and Don Vanatta, which we're both very familiar with those guys at this point. And so um, this description for this one is kind of Surprising, I would guess. So Danny's surprise birthday party features a big surprise. His beloved car at the bottom of the San Francisco Bay. Oh, right. So we have some kind of drama happening here. Okay, so we're just going to start off within this episode. It is the morning and Joey is getting the girls uh, breakfast. I guess it's a school day. He's getting the breakfast at the table while Joey is telling them, okay, don't say a word about your dad's surprise party tonight. And DJ says, that means you, Stephanie. And Stephanie's like, what makes you think I'm going to say something about it? And DJ replies with this. She says, because you ruined dad's surprise party last year. So that's telling me that Danny's 29th birthday was supposed to be a surprise party, but then was ruined by Stephanie. But this is also not in any kind of any of the episodes of the show. So we've never seen this, but it's never been talked about either. So it's interesting to know that they're, I guess, trying it again this year. So they're having... I love how they make up brands for TV shows and movies and stuff because obviously because of branding and and copyright stuff, they can't use like Cheerios or whatever. So they brand their own food and I love it. So they're eating what what they're eating is cereal that's called sugar oatsies, sugar oatsies. 
Okay, and I'm pretty sure that this is later changed to oat boats. Their cereal oat boats. So Jesse enters with Michelle, who is undeniably cute as always, wearing some balloons on her. And Jesse brings up Stephanie's mistake about blowing the party secret. And she's like, you make one mistake. Again, I don't know why it's brought up again, but I make her feel bad for it. But anyway, Danny enters from the upstairs. Everyone says, oh, happy birthday. And Danny doesn't seem too enthusiastic about having turning 30. I mean, whoever is. But Danny says that he doesn't turn 30 until 8.15 a.m. And DJ kindly reminds him it is 8.20. So he's been 30 for five minutes. And I was wondering, too, because, like, if they're, if it's, like, 8.20 in the morning and the girls are eating breakfast and Danny's just now sitting down to eat, what time does, like, school start in this universe? Because I had to be in the, in the literal classroom with my ready for the day at 8 a.m. sharp. So it's just confusing to me why they are still home chilling at 8.20. Maybe they live like five minutes away from school. Who knows? I don't know. But anyway, DJ hands Danny a present from her, Stephanie and Michelle. It is a really cute little homemade coupon book. So it's like, we'll change Michelle's diaper. We'll clean, give your car a free wash for his car bullet. Okay. Um, this episode completely surrounds this car bullet, um, which is... They make a big, huge deal of this car. We have not seen Bullet before this, heard about Bullet before this. I just don't understand what, the, why it's being brought up now, but we're hearing it now. Bullet is actually the car in which they are driving in the title sequence of the show. So that's the first thing you see is Michelle in the back seat with Jesse and I think it's DJ. Or, D or Joey, one of them. But they, they do like the pan out of Michelle's face and they're in the red car. That car is indeed Bullet. So that scene of them driving on the Golden Gate Bridge, that is, that is Bullet. But there has been no talk about this car ever. Danny also mentions that he bought the car 10 years ago on his 20th birthday. Okay, so if we do the math... If we do the math, that is the same year that DJ was born. How cool is that? He got a new car and a new kid. <laughs> so, good for him. So the doorbell rings and DJ says that must be another birthday surprise. So the girls rush to answer the door, followed by Danny, Jesse, Michelle, and Joey. So at, this is just a little side note tidbit of information. I don't know how important it will be, but I'm just going to say it anyway because I'm probably going to need it for later. At 4 minutes, 14 seconds, we we do find out that Jesse is 24 years old. So, cool. Jesse puts Michelle in her playpen and asks the girls to tell Danny what's behind door number one. Jesse refers to DJ and Steph as Vanna and Carol Merrill. So, obviously, Vanna, that's a reference to Vanna White, who was the beautiful spokesmodel for the Wheel of Fortune. She would turn around all the little letters, the letters that people guess, and Carol from Let's Make a Deal. So those are pretty cool that they uh, 
their little spokesmodels from their game shows. Anyway, uh, a man is at the front door wearing like a suit and like a driver's hat. And Danny's like, I want a man. <laughs> so Joey does his game show host voice to tell him what he's won. A very own chauffeur-driven limousine for a day. So Danny shakes, his, shakes the driver's hand and Joey goes on and on about the many attributes of the limo. Danny thinks they, Danny's like, you guys spent like way too much on this. But Jesse says that he's going to fumigate the limo driver's house for free. So the guy, you know, rented himself out for a day to get the fumigation for free, I guess. <laughs> so he offers to let the girls ride in the limo to school, which I think is so nice. I'm glad that he was generous enough to allow the girls to go with him. That's so sweet on his birthday, too. So as Danny is leaving, he reminds the boys that he only wants one thing, that he doesn't want a party. <laughs> So he really wants to make it clear that he doesn't want a party, doesn't want a surprise party. So Jesse and Joey agree, and Danny leaves. Jesse immediately starts discussing the party. So this is, I guess, Joey and Jesse's timeline for the party. They're going to pick up the decorations at 2. The food arrives at 5. Belly Dancer arrives at 5.30. Belly Dancer leaves at 6. Guests arrive at 6.30. So they're having, like, a pre-party for themselves before the limo drops Danny off at home at 7. So Jesse said that he's going to be leaving work early to take Bullet to get fitted for seat covers. So at 6 minutes, 6 seconds, Jesse and Joey go out and we see Bullet parked in the backyard. So this is the first um, actual view of Bullet in the show and... Um, if you're not familiar with what kind of vehicle Bullet is, he is a red 1961 Oldsmobile 88 is what um, I found out about that. And I also kind of, it caught me off guard too because it was really very, very similar to Joey's car, Rosie, which is seen in season three, episode 20, Honey, I Broke the House. But Joey's car is an AMC Rambler. Not an Osmobile um, 88. So we skip later. We have a scene change here. We skip later in the evening. Get the guests have arrived for the party and are kind of mingling within each other. Um, the time should be around 6.50 to 6.55 p.m. Danny should be getting home from work like any minute. So Stephanie and DJ are walking around with food trays. And DJ's teaching her how to pass out appetizers. Adipizers. Cheese sticks. So Stephanie offers cheese to two young women and says, Excuse me, but do you care about cheese? And DJ corrects her, No, Steph, it's would you care for cheese? So at 6, 50, 6 minutes 53 seconds, we see Jesse in the backyard with a desecrated bullet, holding the wrapped seat covers and thanking the tow truck driver for dropping it off at home. So... This car has obviously, from the visual they show, has been through something bad. So at 7 minutes 12 seconds, Jesse and Joey's visual conversation doesn't match up to the audio conversation. Oh yes, okay. So I watched this scene not too long ago. I watched it before um, I did my watching for this podcast episode. But I noticed that at 7 minutes 12 seconds, there's an 
overlay of uh, of audio. Like Joey's, what Joey's saying does not match with his mouth. And I had to rewind it several times to see this play out. But if you're interested in wanting to see that, go to 7 minutes, 12 seconds here, and you can, you can watch it where he says, I've never seen your face this shade of gray, green before. That's what, it doesn't match up. I'm telling you, check it out. So Jesse has to contemplate what to do about Bullet. So Stephanie and DJ enter. DJ knows something is wrong. She says, I'm getting these vibes. And so DJ is excited that something is wrong because she's developing woman's intuition. So she's excited about that, I guess. I, I guess so. So Jesse says, Bullet was in a little accident. And Joey asks, well, how little? Jesse says, big little, let's go. So they all go to the backyard and they take a look at Bullet. They're all like, oh, how are you gonna? I, uh. So Jesse says he's going to have to tell Danny the truth, which I'm really proud of Jesse for kind of thinking this, that, you know, he can't lie to Danny in front of his children. He can't lie about this. He can't hide this forever. So... This woman enters into the kitchen. And even in my notes, I wrote, a woman comes into the kitchen. Unbeknownst to me at that very moment in time, I mean, I've seen this episode 15, 20 times in my life, but I kind of forgot. This woman is actually Caroline from, C from episode five, Sea Cruise. It's the same girl. So she comes into the kitchen warning the family that Danny is coming up the stairs and that they needed to get ready and yell surprise. She should have ran to the kitchen. If she said the duck flies at midnight, I would have lost my mind. I would have laughed so hard, but she didn't. That's okay. So Jesse and Joey figure out a plan to hide the seat covers, which are hidden in a kitchen cabinet. Joey wants Jesse to not ruin his birthday, Danny's birthday. So they plan on telling Danny about the accident after he after he's had the best birthday of his life. They're gonna like get him all happy and nice and all that, and then they'll then they're gonna break the news that his car is horribly disfigured. So the living room lights are off, but Danny Danny notices all of his friends' cars parked outside, so he definitely knows that there's a party going on. It's not really a surprise to, to anymore. So Danny enters, turns the lights on, and they all yell, surprise. So Danny seems to actually love this at, at the first glance here. He seems to love this, thinks it's so nice of all of them. See, he says all of his friends from the station were there. Then wouldn't he have noticed they either weren't at work or left early and lied about it? That's my question. Question of the century, right there. He also notices Cousin Ed gives this random guy a hug. Oh, Cousin Ed, oh, Cousin Ed. I'm like, who's Cousin Ed? I don't know. And I'm sorry, spoiler alert, we never find that out. Who Cousin Ed is, I have no clue who that is. Okay, so Danis, Danny notices Caroline. So like I said, we, we do know Caroline. She's from Sea Cruise. She runs the fishing freight that they all went on. So that seems like so long ago, six episodes ago. That's crazy that we're getting through this. Okay. He asks her why she isn't out on her fishing boat, and she replies, 
and miss your 19th birthday. Ha ha ha. Okay. So at nine minutes, 47 seconds, you can see some banners. They're like hung up in the living room, like by the stairs and by the living room window. And it looks like the girls like homemade these special for Danny's birthday, which I thought was like such a cute detail to not talk about. Um, at first you don't really notice them, but I, you know, I have to play pause throughout the whole episode and I just happened to see it and I thought it was really cute detail. So Danny asks Jesse and Joey if this is the last surprise. Joey interjects and says that Jesse deserves all the credits and so on. And DJ walks up with a camera and takes a picture of Jesse and Danny smiling together. She says, we'll call this the before picture. Now, we kind of move along in time here, maybe 10 or 15 minutes or so. Danny is now seen opening gifts sitting next to Caroline. She says if he doesn't like it, there's no way that she can return it. So the gift is a small mounted fish. She then goes on to say that the last time Danny was on her boat, he didn't catch anything, so she mounted his bait. And guys, if you remember, in episode 5, Sea Cruise, Danny did not even catch one fish. Jesse and Joey were the ones catching fish. Danny did not catch a single thing until his hook got caught on that Michelin radial tire and he ended up flying into the water but he ended up not bringing any fish home, which I thought that this consistency was amazing. I caught this here. So I, I, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Stephanie enters the room with a present she found, and it's the seat covers. She found it in the kitchen cabinet. But Jesse and Joey don't want Danny to see it, obviously, so she tries to leave with it, but Danny gets it back and opens it up and is super excited about these sheepskin seat covers, oh my word, and wants to go try them on Bullet right away. So Danny gets up to go out there and Jesse and Joey follow him. Jesse suggests now would be a good time to tell him about the accident. Jesse stops Danny and says, before you go out there, there's something I have to tell you. Bullet was in an accident. He explains how, how he was coming out of Pet Boys, which is an auto repair shop, and this idiot plowed right into Bullet, sends him down the hill, through this guardrail, into the air, where he did a full gainer, lands in the bay, and sank like a stone. My question is, if Jesse was driving Bullet out of the Pet Boys parking lot, how come he wasn't injured or even wet? from going into the bay. Can, can somebody please answer me that? Hmm. I don't know. And Danny thinks Jess is kidding, but Danny goes outside only to discover that Jesse was telling the truth and he is horrified and starts to cry in devastation. DJ, of course, must take his after picture at this moment in time. There is a lot of tension that you can feel on the other side of that screen when it comes to when they go see the destroyed bullet. Hmm. Oh, another note. Okay. They all go out into the backyard with Danny, okay? 
why did they really just leave all their guests in the house and why did no one else follow them out to, out to the car i mean i'm sure if these people were Danny's friends and knew how much bullet like meant to him you would think that they would also come out to see the seat cover fitting excitement in Danny's eyes but no one else followed him out there not even Caroline so they just left all the people in their home and and dealt with this I guess so Danny obviously is having a very hard time accepting the fact that his prized possession is gone and he wants to just kind of be like, oh, it's fine. Jesse knows he's just acting though and Joey chimes in to say it's not about the hundreds of hours of labor he poured into this car, but 10 years of family memories. So Joey's throwing this huge guilt trip on Jesse but Jesse wants Danny to be mad about it, and he should be. But Danny lets his fake anger out by kind of kicking the tire, which deflates. Danny says, I can honestly say this is one birthday I will never forget. Danny just says goodnight and walks away. Danny still, though, thanks Jesse and Joey for giving him the seat covers. So he's still grateful for the seat covers, even though he has no use for them whatsoever. So now we have a scene change to the next morning, and I'm still wondering what happened to all the guests that were there at the party. I guess they left. I don't know where they went. But Danny is seen reading a book to Michelle, and this book that Danny is reading to Michelle is called I Am a Puppy. And this was an actual book. This was a real book, real children's book. Um, so it's got, uh, he's going over what noises certain things make. It says, oh, what does a dog say? What does a pig say? Then he gets to the car. What does Mr. Carr say? And Michelle says nothing, of course. And Danny says, you're right. He says nothing because he's dead. <laughs> so Joey... <laughs> Joey enters Michelle's nursery to say good morning, and Joey's trying to show um, real friendly encouragement here and uses Michelle and says, I dare you to look at this baby and not smile. And he uses his little Michelle voice that we've talked about and he's used before. So Danny smiles and laughs but isn't worried so much about the car but the bigger questions in life. Like, who are we? Where are we going? And why do we have to get there so fast? So Joey being Joey answers literally by saying, we're Joey and Danny and we're going to the kitchen and we're going there fast because if we don't, Jesse will eat all the microwave pancakes. <laughs> so Danny brings up an old memory. So this is kind of another important uh, time frame, but I am going to take a short break and I will be right back right after this. Hello and welcome back. So, this time stamp, or whatever I call it, um, at 16 minutes and 10 minutes, 10, 10 minutes, 10 seconds, Danny asks Joey this memory that Danny brings up. 
He says, do you remember when we were in junior high, when we had wood shop with old man Pafko? So this is kind of proof here that Danny and Joey have, have been friends for a very, very long time, if not forever. So they kind of talk about this Pafco teacher guy they had for a second, which I thought was a little weird, but okay. Jesse pops his head into the nursery, then comes in and blows bubbles on Michelle's belly and asks Danny if he's still mad at him. But Danny is being so understanding about all of this, and I don't know why. But Danny understands it really wasn't Jesse's fault. But Jesse asks Danny if he will be home that day. And Danny replies with this. It's quite interesting. Danny replies, where can I go? I have no car. But in episode five, Sea Cruise, we do find out that Danny drives a country squire. So he has a totally different car. So he does have a car. Bullet was not his only vehicle. Okay. So Jesse says he'll make it up to Danny and that he has a big surprise for him. So we do have an, we have a scene change here. And yes, yes, guys, we are at an offset location. This is probably another set, but at the same time, it is a different set, a different location here. We're at a car dealership. So Joey and Jesse enter to look at Bullet's twin brother. I'm going to call him Bullet 2 for the time being. So it just so happened to be an exact replica of the red 1961 Oldsmobile 88, kind of close by. Okay. But Jesse says he called every dealership in Northern California. The man at the desk, we're going to, his name is Paul, who owns the dealership, spots Jesse and Joey, but is on the phone. Jesse mentions Danny's getting 11700 from insurance, so they can't go any higher in price for Bullet 2. Paul walks over and asks them if they need help with anything. Jesse says they're just browsing, and they happen to ask the price of Bullet 2, which is 12000 That's what Bullet 2 is going for. Which, in my opinion, is like super duper cheap for that car. I don't know about you, but like, if that car was in, in like today's world, I guess, and was going for 12000 that's like super cheap. That's like cheaper than my Ford Fiesta for crying out loud. My goodness, that's cheap. So the phone rings, so Paul excuses himself away from the conversation to go answer it. The person on the phone is offering exactly $12,000 for that car. But Jesse thinks he's just bluffing, so they can they go to leave. They're like pretending to leave, and Paul offers whoever's on the phone the car, causing Jesse and Joey to come back into the mix. So Jesse runs back and offers 12-1, and the haggling begins between the caller, Jesse, and Joey. And at 19 minutes, 21 seconds, we do find out that the caller's actually Danny haggling the price. So the girls are also offering up whatever money to knowing how important that this car is to their dad. That's really nice of them. Jesse says to Paul, tell the caller, I'll pay anything for this car. I'll pay $20,000. But Danny can't pay that much. So he gives up and tells Paul to give it to the other guy. Paul adds another thousand to the price, but even Jesse and Joey can't afford more than that, so they decide to leave. So Paul tries to stop them and tries to sell it 
for $21,000, but Jesse makes his final offer of eleven five, and Paul sells it to him. Jesse and Joey get home and see Danny looking at a catalog because Danny maybe wants to get something different, something not so, I don't know, young. Danny's now 30. I don't know if he wants something that's going to be like a youngster car. He wants more of like a family-oriented car, I guess. So he's looking at this like catalog for a Jeep Wagoneer. And Jesse and Joey are like, oh, no, don't. No, just don't. But Danny admits that he called Paul's and was bidding for Bullet 2 against two yo-yos. Danny decided to say bye-bye Bullet, but Danny says that he will be buying his first new car ever the very next day. But Jesse and Joey used Danny's insurance money to buy Bullet 2, so Danny will have no money to buy his Jeep. Which... The gesture is nice that Jesse and Joey, you know, went on this adventure to find Bullet 2 and get Bullet 2 for Danny, but they also never asked Danny if they could use his literal insurance check to buy it. Uh, I mean, the gesture's nice, but they didn't even ask. So... Jesse and Joey open the back door to reveal Bullet 2 to Danny. He loves it and is surprised that Jesse and Joey went through all the trouble to get Bullet 2. So now at this point in the episode, the heart talk kind of starts, but it's a kind of a different type of heart talk. Danny just realizes that the two yo-yos were Jesse and Joey. And Danny just keeps saying that he loves the new Bullet and says... What better symbol for the next decade than a gift from my two best friends? Birthdays aren't about numbers. They're about who you spend them with. <laughs> if that's not the cheese factor of this episode, I don't know what is. But <laughs> Danny thanks Jesse and Joey. And Danny says for the first time, it feels great to be 30. Joey wants to know what he'll name Bullet to. And Danny's like, what 30-year-old man names a car? Like, he's, he doesn't want to seem like a, like a youngster any, at t anymore, I guess. So he tells Jesse and Joey, go get the girls. I want to take her first, take the new car for a spin. So Danny, like, opens the back door really slowly and says, I'll be right back, Walter. So we do find out there that Danny names his new car Walter. It's also what my mom named her. Um, Honda Fit. <laughs> so that's hilarious that this stuff makes its way into my own life. We then have a small sequence before the credit sequence. It is uh, the same sequence as the title sequence. So you can tell this because Michelle is a lot younger, for one. It is recycled footage, um, for two. And so it's them driving Walter uh, on the Golden Gate Bridge. It's the same sequence as the title sequence opening. And they're just playing the scene with the song Drive My Car by the Beatles. So there we have it, guys. That is the episode, The Big 3-0. Um, 
Sorry it took me forever and ever to finally get this thing up, but um, I'm just going to go over some guest stars here. We do have two that were on the credits this time. We have Mr. Michael McManus, who was Paul. He, um, I was actually very surprised because a lot of the guest stars that are in 80s sitcoms, they're usually just in a couple of things and that's about it. That's like this... That's like their career, and that's all they ever do and whatnot. But this guy, Michael McManus, he was actually um, once a popular TV commercial actor, mainly featured in Olympia beer ads. So there's that. He was also featured in a lot, and I, guys, I mean a lot, of sitcoms throughout the 80s. He was in one episode of the following shows, MASH, Happy Days, Different Strokes, Golden Girls, Saved by the Bell, Step by Step, and there was a whole bunch more that I just didn't uh, write down. So this guy has been in tons of uh, shows. He's experienced. He's just spread out through the 80s. He was also in the 1982 film Poltergeist. So that's a pretty big role to have. That movie was pretty crazy back in the day. So that's our first guest star. Our second guest star for this episode is Miss Dorothy Park, which we are familiar with. She played Caroline. She is also featured in season one, episode five, Sea Cruise, as Caroline as well. But guys, that is it. That is season one, episode 11, the big three oh. Yeah. So. Just a little tidbit about what the next episode's kind of going to be about the um, the whole family film, like a promotion for Danny's TV station with the emphasis on not being themselves. So, of course, TV, they want to change personas and they want to make you look a certain way and do certain things. So it's going to be a lot of fun doing this next episode um, and... It's called our very first promo. So that's our next um, episode, episode 12. But I really, um, I really hope you tune in for that. And so that would be, yeah. And starting in episode 13 comes, starts to come my, my absolute all-time favorite episodes. Um, they are coming. I am psyched about these episodes. So thank you guys so much for tuning in today to the What's This Full House edition podcast. As always, I'm your host, Amy, and I will see you next time. The Full House edition podcast has no affiliation with Full House or the Warner Brothers Studio. The views and opinions given by the participants are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the companies that they happen to work for. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.